Hello, this is Kashara Johnson, and you are listening to Undiscovered Worth, the podcast, a podcast where I have open and honest conversations with a variety of people about their lives and the things and events that bring meaning and depth to them. My hope for you is that this space provides you inspiration and the encouragement to curiously dive a little deeper into that which creates more connection and growth in your own life. I'm really happy that you're here, and I hope that you enjoy. Thank you. So when I originally planned all these episodes, my plan was really just to release each interview week to week, but I started to feel like there was just so much more to this topic of making peace that I wanted to share my thoughts on. So this episode is really going to be about what it looks like to develop our own visions and definitions of peace in our lives. Um, Contrary to what people who've interacted with me may think, I am someone who tends to chronically overthink and at times can be very indecisive. Um, Throughout school, I would have considered myself an overachiever and currently I would call myself a recovering perfectionist. I don't know how much progress I'm making. I'd like to think that I'm making some really good progress. Um, My husband says that I've kind of become a bit more relaxed, which I take that as a really great compliment compared to where I used to be. Um, I would say that peaceful was not a word, uh, at least it wouldn't be the first word that I would use to describe my life. And oftentimes that was because of my own doing. Um, I cannot speak for others, but what I can say that as, you know, someone who exists in this world as a black woman, um, attempting to exist in this capitalistic patriarchal society, Um, That means that I always feel this pressure to strive, um, striving to do better, to look better, to be seen as better, Um, always growth, never just kind of coasting or sustaining, always producing, rarely resting. And if I am resting, then I'm feeling guilty about it in some way. Um, So like in my last year of college, I was all in, like fully committed to being the best, better than all my peers. I imagined this dream life for myself in New York City, and I frequently made trips up there in my last two years of college and even had this really cool summer internship there working for like a really well-known organization. Um, So I really thought that that was going to be the start of like my grandiose life. And looking back some six or seven years later, I actually have realized that Um, One, I was a bit starry-eyed and naive to believe that it was going to be that that easy, that, you know, everything would just work out exactly as I'd planned and that there'd be no hiccups or detours along the way. And for many reasons, I'm actually thankful for those detours. My life may be imperfect, but I think that it's imperfectly mine. And I'm not sure that I would have been able to see that had I gotten everything I wanted. So while I thought I was striving for the life I wanted and needed at 23, I really liked a lot of peace. And truthfully, I also liked peace at 24, 25, 26. Uh, And it wasn't really until maybe like 27, 28 that I kind of started to find a bit of it. But only now sitting right in the middle of 29 have I reached a place of being like fully committed to discovering what peace even looks like for me. And so I believe that it looks different for each of us. And while it's easier to kind of default to letting the world choose what should give us and sustain peace in our lives, I really believe that if we choose that route, um, that we'll never actually really find it because it won't be something that's true to us. 
So for years, I would create my New Year's resolutions of things I wanted to commit to um, for the incoming year. And it was the usual, you know, it was exercise, healthy eating, honing in on my skills or whatever. Um, and I'm not sure what made this year different. I'm thinking it's probably like this, the sheer exhaustion of the pandemic and everything. But I really feel like I hit this wall where I just like kind of had enough. I just felt like, like, I can't do this again. It's, it just kind of, it just felt very exhausting. And I felt like, like, I'm really going to feel sick if, you know, to try to do this. It just feels like mindlessly creating goals and being on this, you know, like hamster wheel and not really having a overall destination, if that makes sense. And so, you know, that's not to say that resolutions are bad at all. It's just, it just wasn't something that I commit to, I could commit to this year. And I think that it had to do with this burnout of always creating lists for improvement. And my question grow, like my growing question has been like, where does it stop? When is enough actually enough? Um, it's rare that anyone even holds themselves to resolutions. I know that I typically don't. Um, and so the big question too, for me was like, what's the point? So what I decided to do instead was answer a list of reflection questions. I, to be honest, I'm not sure where I found the list. If I'm able to find the source, I will for sure add a link to credit them. But I wanted to read this list off for you as you may find it really beneficial to answer for yourself. So question number one is what did 2021 teach me about myself? Two, who, should sh who showed up for me and how can I nurture those relationships? Three, what do I need to accept about myself and others? Four, how did I cope with uncomfortable feelings? Five, how can I better manage my reaction to my feelings? Six, in what ways will I take care of myself in 2022? Seven, what has been a barrier to me completing my goals and how will I remove the barrier in 2022? Eight, what limiting beliefs do I need to release? Nine, what do I need to practice more or less of? And 10, what is one boundary that I need to implement to improve my peace in 2022? So this is something that I like to revisit somewhat regularly, maybe like once a quarter just to see like where am I or or how, what, are, what are some questions and reflections that I've kind of forgotten to to keep up with and to you know overall just have a healthier lifestyle and so what I love so much about this list is that it's less about striving for accomplishments and more so about striving for intentional living it's centering peace and quality of life over production results and I think that that's something that I've been missing and so when I think about the life that I want to live, like, yes, I want security. We all want some level of security. But in a lot of ways, what I want more than that is this kind of life where I don't feel like I'm on this endless hamster wheel, just mindlessly, mindlessly chasing goals that aren't actually mine. And so, you know, I've shared this on my Instagram before, but, you know, I'm 29 years old and like many other women, and people from marginalized communities, younger and older than me, like I've waged many wars, mostly against myself. 
I've waged wars against my body, deciding that it is, you know, and more fitting to squeeze and contort myself into standards that don't belong to me instead of choosing to be thankful for the body that I have as is. I've worked jobs and strived for positions, um, more so for the status or the power of it instead of really sitting down with myself and committing to building and investing in what actually brings me joy. And at times I've even just abandoned myself and my dreams altogether because I've known intuitively like deep down that you know I want my life to look and feel a certain way um that when I looked around didn't seem to match what everyone else was striving for and so in those moments I would think oh well well, I must be wrong like no one else is saying this like no one else is saying that they also kind of want this slow and peaceful life and so that must be wrong that even and even if I was right like I found myself frequently talking myself out of believing that I was even worthy of creating that life for myself so with all these realizations you know at the beginning of the year I decided that I was going to commit to making peace I wasn't quite sure what that meant or looked like but those 10 reflection questions really gave and have continued to give me a good bit of guidance to get me a little closer to that One thing that I've learned over the years is that peace doesn't come from out there. It comes from in here, like internally. And like, yes, I know that may sound basic. And you've probably heard that from like other people and especially influencers on social media who give like shallow woo-woo service level quote life advice. But I do think it's true. Like, I really do think it's true the older I've gotten. Um, And I used to hear, you know, people older than me would tell me that all the time when I was younger and I would just be like yeah yeah okay like that that's great um I just kind of keep running myself into the ground but you know during a good bit of the pandemic and honestly since the 2016 election like my anxiety and overall sense of well-being has kind of been all over the place at times I think starting therapy in 2019 did immense good for me and gave me tools to navigate life but there are still things that pop up today that I don't expect and I have to kind of wade through these waters of like on my own using the new tools that I've gained and through that I've embraced the idea that even if there is widespread chaos going on outside like I can create safety and a sense of community or sense of home within myself Uh, my mom once gave me a good piece of advice which was which is that you have to be good within the walls of your own mind. Like it's not sustainable to live a life where you're constantly tossed to and fro by the latest news headlines or social media or someone else's personal issue that you feel obligated to take on as your own. Like you have to build a foundation in which you are solid with yourself. And that's not to say that you abandon your community and loved ones in the name of self-care because quite frankly, we all know that so much of our culture's definition of self-care has is individualized but also it's been kind of hijacked by capitalism to the point that we've forgotten that self-care also incorporates community and so in thinking about my mom's advice it also reminded me of this thoughtful saying um and it goes um everywhere i go there i am and when I think about peace and creating safety and home and a home within ourselves, I think of that saying and the fact that it can be in- interpreted both positively and negatively. Um, there was a point in my life and still lingering at times where I could not sit with myself. I couldn't sit long enough to closely look at the roles that I played 
in my own circumstances. Like I would run at the first sign of a need to confront myself for unhelpful and unhealthy personal qualities. I'd avoid difficult things at all costs. And truthfully, that one, that only created more friction in my life. And it was like, I thought that I could outrun myself, but really I was only running from my shadow. And I think that that's the case for a lot of us. You know, um, many of us, for a number of reasons, likely going back to our childhoods, have spent a lifetime constructing these little armor shells around ourselves. And because we've spent so long in these construction and maintenance phases, we've forgotten that those shells are only outward projections of who we've had to become in order to survive in this world. But they aren't like really us. And I think that forgetting and then the denial of ourselves is what causes and perpetuates suffering and this kind of tension between the people we are versus the shell of ourselves that we spent a lifetime trying to uphold. On the other hand, and only recently have I viewed it this way, but that saying could also be interpreted positively. Everywhere I go, there I am. And there's something comforting about knowing that no matter what is going on around us, we each still have ourselves at the end of the day. We can always return to the security that we've created within ourselves about who we are and what we value. We can always return to this awareness of our breath and gratitude and the knowing that those things can be constants in our daily lives. One way that I've really worked to reframe and embrace this is through gratitude and really knowing that even when I turn my weapons against myself via self-criticism, mean words and self-abandonment, you know, my heart continues to beat nonstop regardless. Like our bodies are constantly working for us despite the way that we speak to ourselves and the lack of gratitude that you know, we, I show it when I do things like compare myself to whoever I see on social media. Um, and I am still here even when the news is dreadful, the forests are on fire, the political landscape is growing more violent, and just the overall uncertainty of literally everything feels incredibly overwhelming. At the end of the day, everywhere I go, there I am. So there are endless varieties of ways to exist in this world, despite what people, particularly those in power in our society and even in our friends and loved ones who would have us believe um, or would have us believe. If you're like me and you're part of a historically excluded and marginalized community, this can be particularly difficult to break from because there is so much of our identity that is either politicized or sexualized or deemed unworthy. So it can feel like a fight to just function in this world, let alone actually taking the time to imagine other ways to thrive and exist that are outside of the boundaries that people try to set for us. So in thinking about this idea of making peace and especially with ourselves as individuals, I wanted to share one simple yet powerful way that I've sought to start creating a personalized vision and practice of developing peace in my life. Um, I am constantly evolving. I 
think a lot of I, I think I caught created a lot of suffering for myself by believing that there's only one version of myself that will ever exist in this world I don't know why I thought that as like I thought that that as like when I was younger like to find yourself means that it's just the singular definition of who you are that's who you find and then you're that person for life but I actually find some comfort in knowing that like I am constantly evolving and so I have no no doubt that this practice will also evolve with me and so the practice that I do it is what I like to call creating a more and less list so a few years ago back in 2019 I found myself sitting on a couch across from my therapist having just separated from my husband and having no clue what I was going to do next with my life. I'd moved into an apartment literally the day before the session. Boxes still everywhere, just me and my dog. And at the end of that session, she gave me a bit of homework and essentially told me to create a list of activities that bring me joy and comfort and to do those things over the weekend before we met again um, the following week. And so I initially just drew a blank, like, Literally, I realized that I didn't really know what I like to do anymore. It felt like when you meet someone for the first time and they say, oh, so tell me about yourself. And you're just like, uh, who am I? <laughs> so, um, you know, I just I really didn't know what I like to do anymore. My life after college became essentially like an endless routine of waking up, commuting to work, working traveling back home from work, eating dinner, watching TV, falling asleep, and then like just doing it all over again the next day. And then on the weekends, I was so tired from the week that I literally did nothing. I didn't have energy. I just, I didn't, I, I just didn't want to do anything. So my life morphed to something that I didn't even recognize by the time I sat down to make that list. But slowly I started to compile some things. So things like reading, writing walks outside stuff like that and but I also decided that I wanted to add a few things to that list that I'd never really done on a regular basis because I never actually carved out the time to do it for myself so those were things like candlelit bubble baths or booking trips to visit friends in other cities handwriting letters to loved ones sitting in silence trying new recipes um because up until that point I just kind of avoided cooking at, like at all costs <laughs> um what I discovered is that by creating it and doing those things, at least a few of those activities per week on the list, I was not only committing to self-care and self-love, but I was also developing a list that I could refer to whenever the inevitable bad days arrived. Prior to that, I would just kind of be tossed about in these ocean waves of negative emotions on bad days. But my new practice became this. It became... Whenever I am having a bad or emotionally unsettling day, that is the time to double down on my more list. Like that list isn't just for when I'm already feeling good about myself or whatever circumstances I'm currently in. I find that I have much less trouble referring to that list when I'm in a great mood, but that list is even more critical to helping pull me back to the shore when things get a little choppy. And so in that same vein, I created a less list after pretty much inspired by prompt number nine that I mentioned earlier in the episode. And 
This list is for sure ongoing as I continue to establish boundaries and hone in on activities that aren't conducive to my vision of a peaceful life. Um, It's partially an accountability tool that I can refer to regularly, but it's also just a beautiful reminder of the ways that I've evolved and grown because some of the items on the list, y'all were not, (laughs) they were not there when I first started. So I am very proud that I've continue to update that, that, that list. So a few items on my list list are overextending and overcommitting myself and my time. Um, it's things like less emotionally um, taxing relationships and less doom scrolling the news and social media. And so for me, if it's a constant drain on my energy, if it's triggering negative self-talk or feelings about myself, if it's leading me to feel perpetually hopeless, then it's got to go. Like, simple as that. I used to stay in spaces that were not healthy for the sake of, quote, helping or being there for someone else or to not seem rude. But I am slowly reaching a phase where I could not care less because peace of mind is truly priceless. I've got some friends who are in their 30s and they say that this is kind of a thing that that happens when you turn into your like when you reach your 30s. I don't know if that's true. Um, I do know that the shift definitely happened once I hit like 27, 28, maybe like my brain fully developed or something. But I completely believe that peace of mind is truly priceless. And because it's priceless, that is exactly why we must seek it at all costs. Now, that doesn't mean that doing so makes life easier. You know, life is complicated and messy at times and confusing. And I don't think that aspect of life will ever go away. I think that it's part of this like contract that we sign with life to walk through it. And I would also argue that in some ways, you know, developing our personalized definitions of peace and actually moving in that direction would make life a little harder because we live in a world where we are oftentimes expected to give our everything to everyone else with little in return. Like we are commodities in in a lot of people's eyes, you know, corporations' eyes. Oftentimes, you know, our time, like we are a product. Like our time is is so valuable, and our attention is so valuable. And so, you know, we are also oftentimes expected to be to be everything to everyone else for the benefit of everyone else, which is why many of us find that we have nothing left for ourselves at the end of the day. And so with all of that being said, I just hope that you will consider sitting down and taking some time, even if it's just 15 minutes and just creating your own more or less list. Um, The great thing about it is that like your life, these lists are unique to you. What you find value in may not be what I find value in, and that's perfectly fine. In fact, I kind of think it's supposed to be that way. Like our life experiences are so nuanced and different. And so there's no right or wrong way to do it. I know in our culture, everything must be intellectualized or reasoned to death in order to be considered valid and worthy, but that doesn't really apply here. Like it doesn't apply at all. You know, your list is yours. So 
grab a pen, grab some paper, even just grab the notes app on your phone if you have that feature and get to writing. All right. So I hope that you all have a great day, a great week. Um, take care until next week. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode or the podcast in general, I would love to hear from you and to know what part resonated. This podcast is literally rooted in connecting with people and that includes you as a listener. To get in touch, you can email me at kashara at kasharajohnson.com. That's K-A-S-H-A-R-A. Or you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at kashara underscore Johnson. Thanks so much for listening. Talk soon.